0: capital of the world. It's the
1: T.C. Martin Show. A freshman has won it. For the Wolverines.
0: It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. Give
2: it to Jenkins. For the t-
0: Doctor is now in... Hour number two. How's your onions, Marco? (laughs) Onions! Going to be saying a lot of that, my man Bill Rafferty. Can't wait to see him over the next few weeks. Hopefully he gets the uh, call to come here to Vegas. And uh, definitely see him uh, in Houston for the Final Four. Yes, the madness is upon us. Just concluded the conference tournaments. I had five of them in Vegas. All of them pretty darn good as well. Uh, My voice is a little bit... uh, (laughs) Spent, but coming back very nicely, and uh, this is what we do here. The marathon of the madness can hardly wait to the action coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, and then, of course, Thursday, Friday, and yes, my hometown, Sacramento, representing UCLA's back there. All right. Missouri's back there. We got that's good. And then, of course, we've got the Western Regional Final. The Sweet 16 down to the Elite Eight will be here at T Mobile Arena in two weeks. And of course, the Final Four in Houston. It'll be fantastic. We'll have all the coverage for you. And uh the show. We'll give you the coverage like this with our, our great crew of college basketball coaches, former players, and uh and more. So, and of course, our astute handicappers like Marco D'Angelo with us here today, and uh, Scott Spreitzer, who joins us during the week as well, too. All right, we continue on with a lot more March Madness talk. Again, just to update everyone from the NFL side, the Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a three-year deal. We talked about that in Hour 1, so if you missed any of that conversation, feel free to go back and listen to Hour 1 of the program at tcmartinshow.com. And, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, again, the deal is three years, 67.5 million, 34 million of that is guaranteed. And, uh, like I said, I just bottom line is that Josh McDaniel, Dave Ziegler, they believe that Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, is a better option for them than Derek Carr. That's why they decide not to sign, uh, uh, re-sign Derek Carr. Go back to Garoppolo, more familiar, and I think they get a better grasp of what he can do, and they probably feel that Garoppolo has a better grasp of the offense uh, than what uh, Derek Carr had here in Vegas.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, the difference is that Jimmy G has played more big games than Derek Carr has, so you've got that you know experience if they do make a run to the playoffs and look to go beyond the first round of the playoffs. So I like it. I've been a Jimmy G fan all along. He didn't deserve the way he got treated in San Francisco, in my opinion. But uh, let's see what happens now. As I said, it's all on Josh McDaniels to put up or shut up now. All
0: right. So the big question mark is uh, how is Garoppolo going to fit in or tie in with his wide receivers? Uh, Devonte Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. How, how's that going to work? Um, we know how Devonte Adams felt about Derek Carr. Uh one of the main reasons he came here was to be reunited with his college teammate from Fresno State. Uh they had a rough season. Uh the Raiders did of course. Um uh, Devonte Adams uh posted this on his uh Instagram account just a little while ago saying, "If we haven't talked in the last 3 weeks, don't hit me about this now." Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that when you hear that?
2: The well, you know, I- I love social media. <laughs> I mean, we ne- you're getting breaking news and updates off of social media. You remember the old <laughs> days, DC? Times are times have changed, that's for sure. Uh, uh throw him the ball and win some games, everybody's going to be happy. <laughs> Winning cures all all problems, trust
0: me. He followed this up with it on Twitter by saying, "Don't make too much of it. Uh, phone dry. Then here comes everybody trying to get the inside scoop." Uh I won't say what he said there. This (laughs) stuff is annoying. Uh Jimmy, let's let's get this and he has a picture of a
2: money bag. Is (laughs) this is this not still the same Devontae Adams that like a month ago made a tweet or something on social media about, you know, there's a home for sale in his neighborhood and this and that to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, come on. Right, exactly. Okay, if you want to stir the pot, you got to, you know, answer when they stir it back.
0: Now, remember the rate, and this is what he could be referring to, is that Devante said that, okay, the, the he wanted to be involved in the discussion process. And if you remember, Dave Ziegler came out in a press conference and said, we're consulting Devontae. Um, we're running everything by him. Uh, he's not going to make the decision. Let's be clear. But uh, he will be involved in that decision process. Uh, this is Dave Ziegler, the general manager of the Raiders, said uh, you know, between Josh McDaniels and myself, and we'll talk to Devonte and we'll get his input. He said his phone's been dry for three weeks. <laughs> is, is, is he talking about Dave Ziegler or Josh McDaniel? Or is he talking about somebody else?
2: Player, you know, players shouldn't be involved. I'm sorry. They shouldn't and be it involved.
0: cracks me up how so many mm. of them feel entitled that they should be involved in the decision making process. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean how many times we go back to LeBron James and the NBA. Well, well come on, you you know, I gotta sign off on this. No, you don't. You you're getting a bankroll, a huge bankroll. Shut up and play. Don't worry about who you're playing with and you know who the coach is gonna be. Forget that nonsense. You don't have any control over that.
2: By the way, have you seen the way the Lakers are playing with a, a new sense of fire the last few games? You know, uh and LeBron's not been in a lineup.
0: No, so it's funny you say that because as I was uh diving into my uh, my deep dish pizza last night <laughs> Uh, that game was on at the establishment that I was, I was watching it at that pizza was good. What are you laughing about? And I'm so, I've, I've meant, had that. Pizza. I, it's good. Yes, yes. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. In Vegas. And I meant yes. to, I meant to bring a uh, pizza, uh, to the crew here today. And I forgot I left it at home, but I didn't feel too bad because I know every time I used to offer Nick pizza, he'd say, can't have it lactose intolerant. <laughs> Don't offer me pizza. He used to yell at me and say, will you quit offering me pizza? It looks great, but I can't have it. Am I accurate with that, Nick? As he pulls the mic oh over God. now. Sorry to wake you up.
1: Uh, you know, you always eat food all the time, and yeah. uh, you, you you only offer me the things that I can't have, it seems. Like, <laughs> you don't offer me, like, the, the, what was it, the Hank's fine steaks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never yeah, been, yeah. never been, yeah. never been. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh, I can say I have once. So yeah, I yeah, did yeah. did once. Seven
1: footer. He's there all the time though. Oh, well, all the know, time.
2: I don't make the height requirement, I, <laughs> and,
1: and, and I don't have any championship raids. There, so. there you go.
2: Wow,
0: Nick, you want to go to Hanks?
1: I thought you never asked.
2: <laughs> he did. He just was asking.
0: me. did. He wanted to go. And, <laughs> you know, i have guilty as because I have I have promised him in in, in the past. Yeah, I have i have but but i i do offer it's true i have yeah i'm always offering nick food and he he takes me up on it he does but again sometimes it slips my mind about the pizza and that kind of stuff still 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 no cheese Nothing that doesn't go away. It doesn't, it doesn't. So
1: I I don't I don't know if you know this but here's a fact uh like 70% of most yeah. Asians are yeah. lactose intolerant and it actually happened like at 10 years old it happened like a light switch so that uh, okay. sucks. Thank you very much for reminding me.
0: Really? <laughs> Just see you look you look at it like that. I look at it like, hey, I'm try- just trying to to incorporate you and offer you some food.
1: Well when you when trust me, yeah. when I see that pizza of wherever from Pizza Rock. Pizza Rock, yeah. yeah, and there's some other places I think you've posted with yeah. some pizza, I'm not gonna yeah. mention their names, yeah. no free plugs, but yeah, right. uh trust me. <laughs> Trust me, I make a killer lasagna. I do it about once a year. Yeah. I have to make sure my schedule is clear for the next couple of days. But, uh, yeah, it, it's – trust me, I want to indulge in that pizza. It's just – it's such – you're teasing the hell out of me, basically. Yeah, I so. know.
0: And we, we got to do – like I said, it's a couple of days before work. Yeah, he, he would have been out of, out of commission. Yeah, you know, not today. right before a
2: two-hour radio
0: show. Yeah, we can't do it's, it's like you and the jalapeno pepper jack, right? Absolutely. Marcus's screaming, No! <laughs>
1: Oh, someone else is chiming in that you've never offered them, Hank's either. By the way, really, I'm not going to name any names. Well,
0: um, you know, I guess every, everybody wants a hundred dollar stake. I guess, right?
2: <laughs> or you know, hey, you're, where, you're Mr. Big Time
1: oh. when you're always posting food and and stuff, and certain people get invited. Just saying.
0: Well, the seven-footer, it's a tradition. He's, As you he's, know, he's, it's a tradition. He's,
1: he's, he's a champion NBA, uh, you know. Yeah. It's funny, actually, I was showing... And you've uh,
0: dined with the, the seven-footer and, and myself before, okay? Yeah. Oh, wasn't yeah. It wasn't Hank's other oh, times, okay? So I Birthday was actually boys.
1: showing uh, my middle son, uh, Michael Jordan Highlights, and he we saw a cart right on there. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I was just like, oh, there's there's Bill.
0: Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. That's a big man. There it is. Doing his thug fizzle. I think last time we had we had some barbecue. Uh, me, you, and the seven-footer. I think it was the last time. Uh, Big B's? Yeah. Yeah. has some barbecue. Now, you're okay with the, with the barbecue. Oh. <laughs> Nick <laughs> so, tears it up. Yeah. So
1: my brother, it's his birthday today. Yeah. Happy birthday, JP. Happy uh, birthday. So we went out last night to an unnamed barbecue joint over there by Green Valley Ranch. Okay. And it's all name. It's I, I know. It's so it. boo-boo. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it just is. terrible. Yes, it is. I, and, and the fact that my, my cousin's a chef, and he went out, too, and he thought it was good. I'm like... This is not good barbecue. You could have just went up the street five minutes. Why didn't you do that? I tried to. I tried to talk him into going to Big B's man. Trust me, I've had bar- there's only one other place that I'll say, and I'm not going to say their name, yeah, but there's only right. like two places and Big B's is one of them. Okay, there you go. I
0: don't know how we got on that, but thanks, I'm hungry now. It's food! <laughs> there it is. The food does it. You know, just, you act like I, I post these food pictures, you know, to kind of tease you or something and take shots. That's not it. A, a, oh, as I do personal. Will, as you both well know, the, the I hate to say it, but the public demands the food pictures. That That's all they care about is my food pictures. They don't care about anything else I got to say or anything else. They want the food! Hey. Anyway, show me pictures. I remember we even I went through this like five, six years ago. It's like, okay, because there was a debate within my own household, as you know. It's like, well, you quit posting this garbage. Just that, I'm going, i going, you know, yeah, I don't know. I you know, people like it. The fans make their friends requested. Yeah, they did. And then then so we put this out, you know, going back five, six years ago, and resoundingly it was like, you know, 95% to 5%. Yes, we want more food pics. We love TC's food. No, So a uh, quick question. Have you
1: checked your cholesterol lately? I mean, because you post these pictures of food, and I'm like, how is this guy? Like, I'm, I'm you know,
2: more concerned on how he doesn't gain weight. Okay, yeah. that's what well, really irritates us, me.
1: Us high metabolism guys, you know, that's how we do. Yeah. But no, no, I'm more worried about your cholesterol, man. Yeah, me too. You mm. do, When's the last time you checked it? About six months
0: ago, I said it was nails.
1: Oh, okay. Good. That was great. Good. Yeah. Good. I don't get it. All right. I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, people are jealous of us high metabolism guys. Right.
0: Yeah. This guy can put it down. I'm telling you. Well, both of you guys can put it down. But this guy over here, Marco D'Angelo, I mean, he's firing just as many food picks as I am. (laughs) Uh, you check his feet, unbelievable. Now I don't know if I was, you know, maybe the cause of that, or he's trying to. He's always one trying to. One up you. He's yeah. always trying to one up me, exactly. Yeah. Nick, with, with pics and everything. For else.
2: like ten years, there was a newspaper here in town that I wrote a food article for. And then when they sold, they didn't do the food article yeah. anymore. So I, I had a reason to have a lot of pictures and be posting. Them. I was to say you had right.
1: you had a, needed an outlet, right? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to one up him with my own personal cooking, but no one cares about that. So
2: <laughs>
0: that's just too much work. Kudos for you for that. Cause again, I just don't have the the time or the discipline, you know, to again, I'm a grill guy, I'm a barbecue guy, as you know. Uh, but you know, for hours over the stove, I can't do it when you digest it in 15, 20 and then spend an hour cleaning up. I'm out. I'm done. That's why I go out so much.
1: Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. We're, we're not all spoiled like TC. <laughs>
0: Wow, where's the crickets? There. (laughs) I don't know. You are a diva. (laughs) I'm I'm a bougie diva. (laughs) Wow. Hey man, you you admitted it last week. I am. I am. This joint
1: next door. You're like uh, I can't. That's not my upper echelon.
0: I said I'm too bougie for that place. I don't care for it because I've had better, certain type of food at other places that I like better, and I didn't think much of that place. I mean. Should I be scolded for saying I, I don't think it's very good? No, I'm not being scolded. The, but for some people they like it. It's like really to each his own. To each their own. You know, right. Amen. Life is
1: perspective. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you have a very upper on perspective. <laughs> I don't know,
0: man. I, <laughs> I, I I like some good uh good Cold cereal. I mean, give me some Quake and some Quisp back in the day and, uh, that sort of thing. You know, some sugar pops, or I guess we can't say sugar pops anymore. I could have but seen you.
1: You were, you were the guy who rolled down to the other guy at the stoplight. Excuse me. Do you have any gray poupon?
0: <laughs> That's not me, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that bougie. Even though I do like my Golden's mustard that we used to get down in the Bay Area at those, those Niner games and Giant games. Oh, yeah. got love the Goulden's mustard. Are you kidding me? Marcus shaking said the spicy brown <laughs> mustard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but Marco is the guy that, you know, like some of these other ham and eggers, they want ketchup on their hot dog, especially the Chicago dog. Come on, what are we, six years old again?
2: I'm not a relish guy, so I don't like the Chicago dog. Because <laughs> you're not from Chicago. And I don't like mustard. That's the thing. He doesn't don't, like mustard. I don't guy. like mustard. All right, there it is. You, you and, you and Cartwright. You and
0: Cartwright. And we had this debate last week about, you know, the mustard and versus ketchup. And he's, you know, I got, you spent all that time in Chicago. He likes ketchup on a hot dog, this and that. So then when we're calling the games last week, the Big West tournament, right? I said something, uh, you know, about, um, uh, I think it was like the Santa Barbara guard or something. I said, I said, oh yeah, this guy is, uh, You know, he he had some mustard on that pass or something like that. And Cartwright said, well, of course, you know, you'd go the hot dog realm. And this guy kind of is a hot dog, and you're a hot dog. I said, Bill, do you notice I didn't say he put any ketchup on that pass? Because that's not a saying. Because there's no spice. There's nothing elaborate, nothing really cool about the ketchup. But the mustard, it's got a little spice to it. And there's something to that. Some you know, pizzazz, right?
1: Quick, quick history lesson. You know, mustard, uh, ketchup was actually designed to cover up the bad, tasty, spoiled meat from way back in those days. So if you really are, I'm adding it to you, your, your, uh, to your argument here. Right. M- ketchup is terrible. It's right. just to cover up Thank bad you. things. Right. Whereas mustard is bringing it. It's bringing, Boom! It's, it's the flavor. Bring the
0: bell for yourself on that one, Nick. My there hot go.
2: dog of choice is hot dog, sauerkraut, onions, and ketchup. Go. Uh, you were great
0: until the last item right there. Why would you even need the ketchup?
2: Just got to have a little, just a little drizzle across the top.
1: <laughs> with a craft single out of the, uh, out of the, uh, packaged cheese. Our so, packaged
0: plastic. Right. So one of my good friends, and I think you m- both may have met him. He's a Chicago, he's a Chicago native. And, uh, we went to Harry Carey's one night, um, uh, one time. Was the last time I'll ever go with him again. That was a- after a Cubs game. And uh, Harry Carey's has fantastic steaks. So my good friend does two things wrong at Harry Carey's. A, you're always shaking your head. I know. If, I know if, it's if, a, if you're
2: going to tell me what ketchup on his steak, yeah, it, I'm it, gonna it, just. It, it's, it's Big Al. I'm going to
0: call him that. He's probably back in Curacao Listen right. Big Al orders the filet mignon. A, well done. I was going to say well done. B, <laughs> you got any ketchup for this?
1: Oh, Ketchup on the filet. That's it. Well, I was going to say A1, but yeah, either either or.
0: Yeah. Yeah, How, and just to your point, I mean, what ketchup on a filet mignon? Ketchup on any steak? Ketchup on a hamburger? I'm great with. I have but, to say,
1: I make a killer steak, and the only thing you need is salt and pepper. If it's done right, you only correct, need salt, salt and pepper. There you go. And, you do make a killer. steak. And, and time, yeah. time. Yeah, you need the salt to penetrate through the meat.
0: There it is. So not time is in the spice, but time is in the clock. <laughs>
1: well, you, know, you never know.
0: <laughs> never know. But um doom, where's the rim shot? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's in front of you, not me. Delayed delayed jumper. Alright. You can do it.
2: You wanna talk some college basketball now? <laughs> I shake my head on Mondays because I just do it. you go every direction on Mondays. I never know where you're going.
0: <laughs> you can't
2: handle the truth. That's what we got here, big boy. That's what we got. All
0: right. Let's talk about these seats. All right. Number one seats. Stop me if you agree, disagree. Alabama, Houston. Kansas, Purdue. Kansas is the three overall uh, number one seed. Probably should have been, in my opinion, the two. I would have got a chance to play in Kansas City, but the committee wanted to mess with them a little bit, uh, and you know, produce four. So Alabama, Houston, Kansas, Purdue. What do you think?
2: You can't argue with um, any of those. Um, can I'm not as high on Kansas as you are. I I would have made them of the four. I would have made them the fourth one for me.
0: Okay. Here's the thing with Houston. Love Houston. Love what they do. Again, they don't have the amount of quad one wins and you know, what's quad one wins? It's, you know, the upper echelon of uh, the NCAA. Then there's quad two wins and all these teams had much more of those victories than Houston. Uh, Plain and simple. Houston did not play very good non-conference schedule. Um, But they did dominate their conference until the championship game when they got basically run out of the gym against Memphis. And I don't even know sometimes why people even think that the committee is going to make any changes on championship. These brackets are pretty much locked in on Saturday afternoon or Saturday night. And then when you have like the four conference championships on Sunday, I mean, it's great for TV viewing, but I wish they would kind of hold back a little bit and penalize Houston a little bit. Now I'm not saying you knock them off the one line, but you know maybe Purdue should be you know right to handle them. I don't I like Alabama, I like Houston, I like Kansas, I like Purdue. I think Purdue will flame out at some point in time. Um, and I think that again, like we've talked about this year, you've got major upsets coming. You have parity coming. Um. But when you look at these four seeds, it's not like them or one team and the rest of the field like we've had in years past. You know, I I just think that they are the best of the best. The two line, you go to Arizona, Marquette, Texas, and UCLA. When you really break it down, Marco, for me, there is not much difference between these top eight teams in the nation right now, the one of the two seeds. I could take any one of those two seeds, and they would beat – any one of those one seeds.
2: I can't disagree. And we, if you remember Friday, we were talking about that Marquette game um, when they were playing Connecticut and we were surprised about the line. They're not getting the respect that I think they've earned through the whole season. So they're, They're a type of team that can, you know, cause you problems on the defensive end as well. Um, and that's something that they can, they can make a deep run. Uh, that was a great game on Saturday. I didn't get to watch the whole game because I had a business meeting afterwards, but, uh, entertaining game with Marquette.
0: Yep. You make, you mentioned Texas. Texas knocks off Kansas. I like Texas, uh, as well. Um, will the guard play? Marcus Carr is fantastic. Uh, will the guard play be enough to carry him? Cause we know when you're looking at the guards, uh, in the NCAA tournament, guards dominate point guards and shooting guards and especially these three guard lineups. Uh, you got to be able to shoot it and you're going to be able to have a little bit of depth as well, too. UCLA doesn't have the depth right now. They got two starters that are injured. Don't know what the status is. Clark is a lot more doubtful than, uh, than Boom. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, UCLA is a team that I said last week that I, I fear them uh, as far as going deep in the tournament. I, I think they can make a run. I think Arizona can make a run. Did not surprise me that Arizona got the victory at T-Mobile on Sunday night in the Pac-12 championship game. But these two injuries really worry me. If you're banking on UCLA, if they were completely healthy, I'd say this is a Final Four team.
2: Uh, I can't disagree with that, TC. And you talked about the injury to Houston and should they have still been, you know, the number two overall seed. UCLA loses two guys right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw going way back when, and ironically, bad history and bad memories for Mick Cronin. Uh, Remember the Cincinnati team? You had a really good uh, team, and then, what was it, Kenyon Martin, I believe? You know, went down right before the big dance and, you know, ended any chance they had. Because that was a legitimate team that year. Mm -hmm. So, deja vu for UCLA, but... They play good defense, and again, the reason I harp on defense is so often in when you get to the tournaments, and if you got a team that re- that is solely relying on one key player, maybe two, and you're matching up against a good defensive team that can neutralize that big scorer, uh, or get them in foul trouble, you know, the team, those teams don't have Plan B sometimes, and you can you know steal games. Uh, the other thing about UCLA, with the lack of depth now, uh, if they don't get these guys, you know, losing these two guys, you're going to play on Thursday, or come. then you go back on Saturday, you'll play Friday coming, so you have that day in between, you got four days to prepare, four or five, depending if you're the Thursday or Friday game, and remember, because of the TV and all these games, there's more, you know, you're going to get more commercial stoppages, so you get to... You know where you might have had to go deeper in your rotation. You get a quick blow for you know a couple minute commercial break that you can keep some of those starters out there. So depth is important, but it's not as big of an issue of a as a regular season game.
0: The Marcus Sasser injury for Houston, though, it, it's not going to affect them. I mean, he's going to play. He actually could have played yesterday, but what? and. Yeah, but why? Well, they probably would have won the game yeah. if, if he does play. So you're basically just saying, okay, well, this conference championship doesn't really mean anything, which is kind of sad because it's, it's hard to get there, even though Houston's been there year after year in the American, but he was well enough to play. So he will be fine this weekend. Do
2: you put a bigger emphasis on winning the conference tournament than winning the conference title regular season? So here's
0: the deal. You got to remember that. Before the last few years, the, there was only one award and it was whoever won the conference tournament was the champion. They didn't have like a regular season champion and give you a trophy or a, or a banner like they do now. Okay. And so that, so that's why the, the conference tournament was always the most important thing. That was your champion. And again, it still is to this day, the automatic bid that gets yeah. you in the tournament. So if you win the regular season title, it doesn't get you anything except now it gets you a banner in your own building. That, so yeah, the, you know, it, it's a great way, like say, if you're a coach to say, Hey, man, we flamed out in the, in the first round of our conference tournament, but guess what? We won the regular season title. Yeah. And there was a lot of that going on. Well, okay. Well, we'll give you a banner and now we'll say you're the regular season champion, but it is still widely recognized that the conference tournament champion is the real champion. But I'm thinking that the committee
2: puts a little bit less on that nowadays. I think it should be. I mean, it's great because, congratulations, you were the best team for four days. We were the best team but you're for, beating, for three months. Right, but you're beating three or four opponents back-to-back-to-back
0: to back to back days, and you're beating the best teams. And for the most part, every conference has at least 50 to maybe 60% of Teams that are very, very beatable in most conferences. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you should really reward these guys for, you know, again, you all know, use just the Pac 12 just as off the top of my head. You're going to reward for, you know, beating up Oregon State and Washington State and Cal and Stanford. I mean, that's eight wins right there. Like, oh, really? That's eight wins. But For the, Arizona and
2: UCLA, but they must have beat those other teams too. The the good ones they that did. you're talking about, they did to to still win yeah, it. Yeah, I I guess it's it's any way you look at yeah. it. But six and one half dozen of the other and mean you's opposite. And that's a, <laughs> that'd be a donut reference, right?
0: <laughs> I Like that. Uh, three seeds that can make a deep run: Baylor, K State, Xavier, Gonzaga. Do you feel that any of these are overseeded or underseeded?
2: Baylor's looked very, very good at times. And they've also looked average at times. And we know the Big 12. It's tough to win on the road in the Big 12. That's part of it. Same thing with Kansas State. Kansas State was not the same team on the road as they were at at home. We saw that in a couple key games late in the season, uh, that I made money going against them. But, uh, they are capable. Baylor, because they, you know, they've been there recently, uh, you know, to the you know championship and stuff. Uh, that's an advantage for them. Kansas State has not been this good for a while. That's going to be uncharted territory for them. We'll see how far they can go.
0: Baylor has struggled defensively. That's what, what's cost them. And they've still got great guard play. The only thing that I'm hoping, because I really like this Baylor team, that they just exhale, take a deep breath. Scott Drew says, okay, guys, that's behind us. Let's go one game at a time. One TV timeout at a time, every four-minute stretch, and go to it. But they've got to really address these defensive woes. They have to. But if they do, they can make a deep run. K-State, not as high on them. Xavier, I love. Gonzaga, I I, I really like, but not as much as I've liked the past Gonzaga teams. They're a three-seed, and I know a lot of people are thinking, like, oh, they, they, people are sleeping on Gonzaga. I think of the best three-seeds that are playing – the best basketball right now, it's Xavier. And then Baylor has the opportunity to, uh, to be that good. But Sean Miller and what Xavier's done, a lot of return to Colby Jones. Fantastic. Other guys as well, too. Watch out for X, man. Watch out for X. Uh, four seeds, Virginia, Tennessee, Indiana, and Yukon. love Yukon. Make a case. Indiana, still too hot and cold for me. Tennessee, the exact same way. Virginia. I don't expect them to go deep just they don't have enough scoring.
2: Comment on Indiana that I've said many times, I like them as a dog. I just cringe when I got to lay points with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Connecticut is one of those type of teams that can frustrate you offensively because they're going to get you into their type of game and that's, you know, Again, I like old school basketball. Okay. I, you know, the running and gunning and popping the threes. Yeah. It looks good, but you know, you run into a good defensive team and all of a sudden you're, you're struggling for points and they get you into their type of game. And a lot of teams don't, you know, the, they don't want to play a physical game. They're a finesse teams. So Connecticut's going to be a hard out all the way.
0: Yeah. I love, uh, UConn. Okay. Five seeds. Here we go. San Diego State, Duke, Miami. St. Mary's two of those belong on the five line for me and two don't. Can you figure
2: that out? Yeah. You're a Duke lover. (laughs) I got that one. And you don't like St. Mary's and I'm going to
0: argue, you know, I like St. Mary's, but I just
2: think they're, they're, they're overseated. Don't make me text Randy. (laughs) Here we go again. Here we go again. Uh, (laughs) This, this is what, you know, that I I, I,
0: I did text him this morning. I
2: congratulated him and, and there you go. Okay. Um, Duke, I think, is overvalued. And right I said, now. send Marco a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and St. Mary's, again, we talked about it when they went into the tournament. Um, They didn't have a buffer game after they lost that big game to uh, Gonzaga at the end of the season. I thought that was a detriment to them. They played a good first half against BYU and then it's like they started looking ahead to the final against Gonzaga and then unfortunately for the Gonzaga game they just did not show up mm-hmm. this is going to be their toughest game like uh Matt said you know when we talked about Duke get past this first round I think St Mary's they're dangerous. This is, I think St. Mary's, and I said it all year, and I, I look stupid in the Gonzaga game in a championship. I thought they were better than Gonzaga. Yeah. St. Mary's, I, I, I really like this team, but I just, the
0: draw is really bad for them. I mean, St. Mary's against VCU, against that style, could be dangerous. They may get by that game, but then who do they got on deck? UConn. Yeah. They're not beating UConn. They can't match up against UConn. I mean, that's that's it. I talked about how they can't mac, match up against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gonzaga's got a better front line. I mean, I'm sorry. UConn's got a better front line than than Timmy and Gonzaga. So, just in and, and VCU is just going to hammer the boards. I mean, just look at their offensive rebounding numbers. And Connecticut's number one in the country in that category. So, love Randy, love St. Mary's, but it's all about the matchups. San Diego State, stop with this. I mean, again, didn't win a game last year in the tournament. No one in the Mountain West won a game in the tournament. Doubt they will. They have. They should win, and they're favored to win against a, a twelve seed in the opening round. But stop this. They're not that good of a team, and a five seed for San Diego State. I mean, we're talking about Mountain West. You are telling me, Marco, that. St. Mary's and San Diego state are one of the top 20 teams. We'll leave St. Mary's alone. Okay. Top 20 in the country is San Diego state. No, they are not.
2: They are not. And it's because the conference they're coming out of and people are going to be lining up. We know when people fill out their brackets, two years, this conference hasn't won a game. I know people love that five twelve matchup. You know, that's where the upsets, but the last couple of years, it hasn't been that way. Um, San Diego State, they're challenged offensively every year, but they play stout defense. In, we'll see. <sighs> the Mountain West, I think the top four teams were good this year, above average as far as Mountain West Conference goes. The bottom half of the, of the Mountain West was very weak. That's the problem with them or they tested. I, if you ask me between the two, I like Utah State better than San Diego State. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Even though San Diego State got the win on Saturday, I, this Utah State team, they can frustrate you just as well. And they
0: play Missouri in the opening round, and that's, that's going to be one heck of a game. All right. And finally, I just want to touch on, because I think the winner of the tournament will come out of the, of one of the top six seeds, probably more, more of the, probably the, the top four seeds. But Creighton, Kentucky, Iowa State, and TCU, you know, you can make the case that Creighton is a little bit, Underseated, uh, Kentucky, they got Oscar Sheboy. He's a beast. One of the best, if not the best big man in the country. Iowa State has played well. They made that run last year. And then TCU, they're, they've been there all season long. Going back to Jamie Dixon, what he's done at TCU. Uh, I, I like all, all
2: of these six seeds. I think all of them are live. I can't disagree with you on any of them. Iowa State is again, one of those teams in the Big 12 that, at times look like they could, they could win the big 12. They played good enough and then they throw in a couple of those clunkers and, but they're again, that's a team that is, is very hard to prepare for and play. If they get you into their style of basketball and you want to go up and down the floor, that ain't happening.
0: I can make the argument that the six seed lines are better than the, than the five line or maybe even the four
2: line. I don't know if I'd go all the way to the four line, I'll tell you why. I, okay. I could Virginia, the five Virginia,
0: six. Tennessee, Indiana, and Yukon. Okay, Yukon belongs. But I may like Creighton, Kentucky, Iowa State, or TCU better than Virginia, Tennessee, and Indiana.
2: Wouldn't you agree with that? I agree. With Very with the close. Virginia, with the Virginia, I think they're maybe a little bit overseeded. Tennessee, this is the problem with Tennessee, and it's the reality. If Tennessee was healthy, Tennessee is a yeah. number but but number they're two. Right. They're, they're a number two seed, right. in my opinion. Yeah. But they're not. And you can make the argument if
0: UCLA was healthy, UCLA could be a one seed. Yes. You know, so great stuff, man. Great stuff to break it down here. All right. When we come back, we'll look at some of the opening round games, point spreads, and, and dive into that. You want to join us on the phone? You want to uh, ask any questions regarding any of the uh, opening round matchups? Uh, jump on board with a 702. 221 7283, 702 221 7283. Uh, love to get your thoughts and you can fire some questions at Marco and myself as we break down the madness on this Monday. Hey, this is Robert De Niro and you're listening to the TC Martin Show. It's good. All right, the madness upon us as we know. Oh, yes, it's all happening at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the International Theater. for Hoops Central, get your tickets. They're only 40 bucks. Get them at Ticketmaster. That $40 ticket a day gets you all of the games and a whole lot more and the very comfortable surroundings. 4K video wall, great sound, great audio, uh bedding stations, uh, food beverage options, all that kind of good stuff there. And, of course, you got the world-famous Superbook, and we'll be broadcasting live Thursday and Friday, the opening round. So make sure you come on by. Say hello. It's uh, one of our favorite times of the year, as you know. Uh, been doing hoops and hops the last couple years. Uh, well, more than that, last five years uh, over the Cosmopolitan. Uh, now at the Westgate, and uh, so same old, same old over there. So we'll be having a great time at the venue inside the Westgate, inside the world famous Superbook, as well as the International Theater for Hoops Central. All right. TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. I want to thank Matt Holt for joining us, uh, in hour number one, talking to the March Madness, hitting the NFL as well today with Jimmy Garoppolo news that he is a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. But let's wind down the show here today and, and talking about the first round matchups. Okay. I don't know about you, Marco, but I'm, I imagine you make your own lines before you see the, the lines. You can kind of explain how you're handicapping uh, analysis goes into this once we have the selection show on Sunday afternoon, uh, but that's what I traditionally do. I, I don't want to look at the lines. After I, w- I watch the the selection show, I immediately lock myself in my office, and I go down and I make my own lines, and I don't even look until what uh, the bookmakers have done until after, and then I c- compare, contrast, uh, and then just slowly but surely start... You know, zooming into first round matchups. Uh, so let's talk about how you handle uh, selection Sunday. Yeah,
2: I let them uh, draw. You know, have the brackets go up, take a quick look, and then I like to shut the TV off. <laughs> okay, good, yeah, because, good move. Because the situation is, until I break every game down, I don't want to hear outside noise. Okay. Um, I want to hear stuff afterwards after I've already broke the stuff down because other, everybody looks at games differently. You know, me and you are situ, you know, we look at the X's and O's, but a lot of our stuff is situational, uh, handicapping, which is more prevalent when you're doing Conference play and conference tournament play. This is a different animal. These teams, most of these teams have not faced each other. Okay. You might get a few that, you know, met, uh, in November or something and you get a rematch here, uh, out of conference, uh, scheduling, but not often. So you got to look at the different things. And then as far as situation goes, realize that almost every team that's going to be in this tournament, other than the conference winners are coming off a loss. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, now you've got to look at, you know, how disappointed a team is. Well, you can't be disappointed that you're in the big dance, but you know, maybe you really wanted that conference title and whatever you lost it in there. So those are elements I like things better. Second round and beyond. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the first round, you know, everybody's got four days to prepare. Okay. So that neutralizes coaching edges. When you have the extra time to prepare when you go from the Thursday game to the Saturday game or Friday to Sunday, it's a different animal where the veteran coaches versus younger coaches that haven't been there yet turn around and get your team prepared for another opponent with just the one day. Mm -hmm. So I do put a bigger emphasis on coaches. I like to see and I always hope in the first round that you got one of the big guns has a scare. We love looking at teams that come off a scare because, let's face it, some of these opening round games, teams look, oh, I'm a two seed playing a 15, I'm a one playing a 16, and you just feel like you got to just show up and you get the win. That If you get a scare, somebody pushes you, that's going to help you in the next round.
0: I agree. All right, let's talk about some of the opening round matchups. Who you got your eye on?
2: Well, we talked about one that, you know, when, when you say, you know, just look at the line. And we talked about how bad the Mountain West Conference has played in recent uh, March Madness tournaments. Why is Utah State the favorite over an SEC school that has play, beaten some of the big guns, um, you know, in the SEC during the season? Uh, that line was the one that jumped out at me screaming, they're begging you to take Missouri in this game. I'm going to look at Utah State, and I hope this is not one of those ones that, you know, heading into the second round, we're shaking our head again, how did the Mountain West Conference get four teams?
0: Right, and that's I firmly expect. Again, I was shocked that San Diego State got a five seed. I like Utah State. They're my favorite team in the conference. Uh, I plan to go against Boise State. Don't know if I'll touch San Diego State game. Cause again, they're, it's a 512 matchup. Uh, you know, they're playing Charleston. don't know en- enough about Charleston, you know, know that they've got some scores and, and they're pretty fired about playing San Diego State and San Diego State, like the other Mountain West conference teams have underachieved, but I do know San, uh, Utah State very, very well. Got a chance to see them, you know, on three occasions live, uh, a lot more on TV. I really love. Uh, Ashworth, one of the best uh, point guards out there. Definitely the best point guard, in my opinion, in the Mount West Conference. They got size. I was giving this, this scout, uh, to the Missouri, uh, assistant coach earlier today. Um, and those that know Houston Nutt, very good friend who's on the show and former football coach. Well, his brother, Dickie is the assistant coach under Dennis Gates at, uh, Missouri. So they had called me earlier today and, and wanted to know, okay, hey, have you seen Utah State in person? I said, yes, I have <laughs> numerous times. And so they were asking me uh about Utah State. And what I told them is about what I just said about Ashworth, that they do have size. And what I've said on this program numerous times, they are one of the most veteran laden teams in the Mountain West Conference because they played together for a lot, even though they got a relatively new head coach. A lot of the uh, the, the players have stayed the same and they really play well together. They're an older team. Kind of like BYU traditionally is. You're going on the missions and all that stuff. But Utah State is in that same vein. They don't get rattled. They came into UNLV. They blasted UNLV. They came into this Mountain West tournament and, and basically blasted the first a, a couple opponents. Uh, took care of business against Boise State in the semifinal. Nothing rattled them. Um, th- they didn't get rattled in the San Diego State game. They just basically didn't make shots in the last three minutes of the game. That was it. They had just as much size as San Diego State. So Missouri is a team, like you said, they can get up and down the floor. They can score. Uh, the problem is they don't have any height. And they have gotten beat up. And this is with you know, the coaching staff that says, we just don't fare well against those bigger, taller teams. Utah State has some size. This is a very interesting game in contrast to Styles. Missouri is going to want to push it up and, you know, Utah State will want to shoot threes. The pace will be a little bit slower. I haven't decided on this game yet. I can tell you it's in Sacramento, uh, at the Golden One Center and maybe advantage to Utah State because Missouri, their assistant coach was saying, yeah, we got to travel two time zones. So they're already talking about that. Uh, they're not going to have a fan base there where Utah State will. So, All those things to factor in. I'm stuck on this game, but I really like both these teams.
2: I think a game, and I'm on the fence right now because I want to get the injury update, and that is the the Drake-Miami game. I think a lot of people, and, and Matt already said he likes Drake, that's going to be a popular dog um i don't think miami's going to get the respect they deserve um if you know Meyer's able to play or O'Meyer, i mean uh it's it's a different story i know he's listed as questionable right now but the fact that they've got a few days to figure things out you know life without him and they didn't play a bad game when he when he left the duke game but i think clearly honestly i you know if he doesn't get hurt duke doesn't win that game
0: I'm With you, Drake is going to be a popular pick. I got a chance to see uh, Drake in the semifinal in the final game, um, you know, against Bradley. And this is a team that can shoot the rock exceptionally well. They are shooting 37 percent from beyond the three point arc. Uh, they're again, they're a top 30 team there, they're a top uh, 23 team in free throws. And believe it or not, Drake, where they've struggled in the past, is rebounding. Uh, They average 34 rebounds a game, and they're okay. Uh, Miami, you would think Miami usually is traditionally one of the better rebounding teams. They're not. Uh, When you actually look at it, these two teams are dead even in rebounds. So who's the better shooting team? It is Drake. I really thought that if you like Drake, you'd be getting more points. Getting only two and a half points, Marco, that kind of points me in the Miami direction. And, you know, when you look at, at Drake non-conference, they really, you know, didn't play a, a great non-conference schedule. Again, you know, they they lost to Bradley by 12. Uh, and then they, then they paid him back and, the, and, the, and they blew him out uh, during the course of the conference. They were rock solid, but then they had some disturbing losses in conference too, losing to Missouri State and Southern Ill, lost to Missouri State twice, barely beat Indiana State. Uh, Wyoming, they played him in non-conference, barely beat him. Uh, but the toughest school that they faced in non-conference was probably Richmond or St. Louis or, well, they did play Mississippi state and they beat Mississippi state in a low scoring game. So I I don't know really what to make of Drake. If this line was seven or eight, which I thought it would be, I'd be all over Drake.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I Again, I, I want to see the injury update, if, yeah. if he goes, that I would lean to Miami. Uh, one that when people look at this line, they're going to jump on one side, especially after they won their conference tournament yesterday. And Memphis only lane two is going to look way too inviting uh, to me. This Florida Atlantic team, play some good basketball and i think they've got a legitimate shot of upsetting memphis now that's not a big upset that's only they're only a two-point underdog but i'm talking name wise people are going to see memphis they're going to see they just took down houston Mm -hmm. and are only laying two come on that looks too easy
0: (sighs) And it might be too easy. It might just be easy because Memphis is a good basketball team. And again, they ran their way through the conference, and again, they just struggled against Houston. They got their payback. Everything kind of lined up nicely for them, Houston playing without Sasser. But I like Memphis in this game. Florida Atlantic is is a team that is pretty decent. I mean, they can shoot the threes. They average 10 threes a game, and they're one of those teams where – if they're hitting the threes, they can be very, very dangerous. If if they're not, then look out. And I know they play pretty good defense as well, too. I don't know about you, Marco, but I always look at the the non-conference schedule mm-hmm. for these teams, especially playing in a conference where you really don't follow that closely. <coughs> uh so you gotta look at what they do. What they do out of conference. Okay. Well they played Florida and they beat Florida, 76-74. They played Ole Miss and they lost to them pretty badly, eighty to sixty-seven. Uh, Those games were early, early in the season, and uh, after that, I mean, they really didn't play of anybody of substance whatsoever. So I don't know if we got a good read on these guys. I'm just looking at Memphis being a, a very physical team, a very good rebounding team, but how much of this are you looking at maybe not playing Memphis because they had the game of their life? yesterday
2: yeah and i go back you you hear me tell you all the time the old references of the glory days of the big east tournament the team that come out of the big east tournament you know the winner yeah they looked fantastic but they went through a grueling four days and we've heard some coaches say that they you know if they know they're they're locked up you know basically where they're going to be seed wise in in the big dance they're not upset to lose you know, in the second round of their conference tournament, because they don't want to do those four games in four days. Uh, and I just think Memphis, it might have taken a little bit out of the gas tank.
0: All right, great stuff. We will continue to break down the tournament, the individual matchups, uh, look at the futures, all of that all week long uh, with our great crew. Uh, I want to thank Matt Holt for joining us uh, today. Great stuff from him, U.S. Integrity. Of course, Matt, all those years on the other side of the sports book connected so well. Uh, to all of these conferences because his company represents from an integrity issue all of these conferences. so Appreciate him for joining us like he does each and every Monday. And then we'll get our sportsbook director's thoughts. Uh Chuck Esposito will be joining us uh, tomorrow. Tim Brando, who broadcasts so many of these games for Fox uh, this past season. And Steve Lapis, uh, the former coach in Villanova, and uh, does a great job on the CBS Sports side. So we've got all that happening. We'll hear from Marco the rest of this week, uh, Scott Spritzer and more. Appreciate you being here, my friend, uh, on a Manic Magnificent Monday <laughs> You got Nick's approval There, there you go Alright, go get some food, man I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> And of course, I appreciate Nick Nice Numbchuck, who is not uh, with us uh, He's outside of the studio Our great crew here at the show If you miss any part of the show, go to the website TCMartinShow.com The brackets up there, interviews All of it is that, at TCMartinShow.com Back at it tomorrow Hang with us all week long as usual 2-4pm to 4 right here